Hello and welcome to episode 180 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? I'm a little bit disappointed. Why is that? You didn't say it like a darts kind of broadcast. <laughs> I was thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, bro. <laughs> I was like, are people going to get it if I'm like 180? Uh, I'll get it, man. Like, yeah, you know, that's all. That's, yeah, that's, I should have done it. Yeah. Apologies. Yeah. Um, it's the only chance we'll get to do it as yes. well. Like, yeah, well you'll, actually, never, you'll never get no, the opportunity. 1,180. I'll do it for them. Oh, Christ. <laughs> I wouldn't be alive then. <laughs> what a great start. I don't think any of us will be alive at that point. Um, but uh, yeah, we are back. Uh, back with another uh, interesting movie to talk about this week. Um, another one of these ones that kind of was out in other territories. Hopefully that's not going to be a running theme for this year. Um, I really feel like it might be, man. Yeah, we'll, what we'll we get to next the... week. <laughs> yeah, we'll like I've got a whole section for release date bullshit, uh, bullshit later on. Um, okay, look forward because, to it. Because oh, it's so bad <clears throat> this year. Like, even like the smaller little delays, like you say, where it's just oh, we just get it a couple of weeks later. Um, just let us have it day and day, for God's sake. Um, I think Disney. That's the problem. You see, like Disney. Disney set the precedent with Disney yeah. Plus, where they're like, yeah, them, them yeah, guys are like, more than England, happy to wait. England don't care as a territory. They really no. don't. They're dropping the ocean. Look at our numbers, and we haven't <laughs> even gone to England yet. But like, exactly, like, cheers, so, uh, horror movies like well, if Disney are doing it, then we can surely wait a few weeks or even months. But um, no, we uh, yeah, Parasite is available digitally, and that's good enough for us. Um, mm. But yeah, I think is getting a smaller theatrical release uh, in February. Yeah, I heard like beginning of Feb, but you know, I'm. Um, we'll see yeah exactly because like <laughs> so talking about release dates as well the lighthouse was such a funny one because it was initially uh initially on odeon for the 17th of january <laughs> and they've now pushed that back to the 31st um yeah. well, that's not a place marker no exactly so it's <laughs> what like day the week? oh it is a friday at least right yeah. and it's just like oh man like why have you got to screw us over so much like it's just so frustrating um <laughs> but yeah we'll get to that in our upcoming stuff at the end of the show um but first, there is a little bit of news. Um, these first two news stories are continuing our TV trend from last week. Um, and neither of these shows I don't think you've watched, so you'll have to indulge me for a minute. Um, but they're they're both interesting stories in their own rights, really, because usually when it comes to TV shows, it's it's a case of if a show's a success, then they run it into the ground and they keep making it. Um, or people aren't watching it, so it's cancelled. Um, whereas neither of these stories... Of yeah, neither of these stories are that. They're a bit more nuanced to it. So the first one, which is unfortunately very sad for me, um, is mm. to do with Mindhunter. Mm. Um, of course, talked about on the show, an amazing show that I highly recommend people check out. Um, both the uh, two seasons are on Netflix. And um, yeah, obviously it returned with the second season last year after about a two-year hiatus, which is pretty insane. Um, I only watched both seasons last year, so I didn't have to wait. And, um, yeah, kind of for people that want a third season, that's looking very unlikely at this point. Um, so the reason why this is interesting is Netflix haven't cancelled the show. Um, at least that's not what they're saying. Um, what they're saying is basically that... Um, <laughs> We're they... not making any more ever. Yeah, so <laughs> David Fincher, um, who's kind of like the creator and the overseer of the show, he's got a busy schedule apparently um, yeah. with, uh, I think, a Netflix movie and a Netflix TV series. And so kind of <laughs> while he's... While he's doing these projects, he essentially says he hasn't got time for Mindhunter. And so what I find really interesting from Netflix's perspective is that they released the cast from their contracts yeah. um, so they can work on other projects. And obviously that sounds like a really nice thing to do. Um, you don't have to release anyone from their contract, of course. You know, if it, we don't know what the contract is essentially, but if it is a case of you have to have these windows open for us if in case we want to do it, that sounds like a really shitty deal for these actors who obviously then can't kind of, you know, officially sign up for other projects in case Mindhunter happens. Um, so from that sense, great for them. But also it doesn't seem likely that Netflix would do this if they even have an inkling of doing more of the show. Mm, yeah. um, because it sounds like, obviously, if they said in six months, okay, David Finch is ready to go, Mindhunter season three, assuming then the actors would get to renegotiate new contracts. Um, yeah. So it's an interesting one for that reason. I'm really sad, and I kind of assumed this would happen because... When I, saw, when two, I saw that, I thought, it's done. Yeah. Like, because, because even if they wanted to make another one now, they're going to have to pay everyone more than they would in the contracts <laughs> yeah. they're currently in. So yeah. that's just, it's just not going to happen. 
No, like to yeah, like this sounds good in some senses that it sounds like they're being nice and they're not just saying like, guess what, guys, it's cancelled. But the more you look into this and read it, it does just sound like that. And yeah. um, I'm not surprised because, like I said, when season two came out, it was a long ass wait for season two, and it really didn't gain the attention that I think they wanted anyway. Did does yeah. it end in like a cliffhangery sort of way? Like, as someone that wants to watch the show, uh does season two end kind of somewhat satisfying or does it end with three in mind i still think people should watch it if there's only ever going to be two because that's not my question the show is kind (laughs) of it's it's you know they're profiling serial killers um real life serial killers and also um they have their own mythology that they're creating as well and so the serial killers that they've interviewed and they've spoken to all of that stuff feels gratifying and it's fine like that none of that stuff's ruined it's Mm -hmm. the mythology that they're building especially in season two where a lot of um stuff that they're kind of pulling from history in different ways and adapting it to the to fit their story and it involves Mm -hmm. the actual um the officers at the fbi who are then interviewing these serial killers so without giving too much away but Mm -hmm. like there is there is new interesting stuff that they're doing there and that stuff is very much saying fourth in a season three and yeah. and and hopefully beyond a season three because you know the, it's going at a very not anymore bro yeah so like so from that sense it's very sad because like i would love to have seen what they would have done with that sort of stuff um mm. so yeah hopefully it's watched watch this space but i can't imagine we're gonna get an update on this anytime soon and maybe at some point they'll be like yeah we cancelled it but ultimately this is kind of netflix's way of saying it's on hold and they don't really need to say maybe, that word maybe cancel. one day netflix could acquire the rights to this and then pick it up <laughs> yeah exactly <clears throat> that's what we'll see won't we in a few uh, months or whatever but um yeah it's it's sad one but it's like it's also interesting that if that's if that is the reason then i, I have to imagine a lot of people are going to be mad at david fincher and well, i guess probably so i mean they should be mad at netflix they're the ones mm. that have like double booked him do you know what i mean it's like flanagan yeah. like flanagan's got his netflix contract and he's making the stuff netflix wants him to make yeah like it's a good point if, yeah if he's not like he's done around, other stuff <laughs> yeah if 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 they turn around to flanagan and said oh you're not doing hill house season two you're doing this film like he has a netflix contract he doesn't have a hill house contract mm. you know so it seems like that's what they've done with fincher that they they clearly want him for other things because this guy's got a mad resume yeah. like so you know they they you know maybe they saw the numbers of mindhunter and thought you know what this guy if we mm. can say we've got the new david fincher movie Will this, uh, you know, get us the clicks that we want as opposed to this TV show that unfortunately, as good as it may or may not be for me, uh, having not seen it, you know, it didn't get the clicks, obviously. Yeah, I I think that's completely true. Like looking Mm. at it from that perspective where if if they had the Duffer brothers under contract and they were like, yeah, sorry, Stranger Things season four isn't happening because they're making their own Netflix movie. Yeah. Everyone would be like, hold on a minute. That's one of your biggest, most successful shows. Yeah, because it's (laughs) not the Duffer bros. Yeah, it's Stranger Things, you know, whereas Fincher is a name in his own right exactly and like you say i think ultimately netflix have said you know what maybe it is better rolling the dice for a movie rather than like a third season of a show that has done okay i imagine but it certainly isn't one of the most could you just make eight please fincher (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah that'd be interesting um (laughs) but uh next up is another again really interesting way of looking at a tv show and it's about watchmen um i don't know if you saw this one um Well, obviously, I've only just started watching it. I'm like four episodes in now, and I'm still really enjoying it. Um, I also have almost no idea Dave what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and it's it's got it's it really no other show has reminded me of Lost as much as this show does. Um, obviously, since Lost ended, where it's kind of like all these amazing moments, and you're really enjoying it, and then there's always like one what the fuck moment in every episode where you're like, what on earth is that? <laughs> and like, will that ever be explained? Who knows? Find out. Um, but uh, yeah, kind of. The interesting part about this story is, um, again, not another season, apparently. The kind of the news is that they're not going to continue Watchmen. And obviously, this is completely different to what we were talking about with Mindhunter on Netflix. Watchmen was huge for HBO. Mm-hmm. Um, incredibly well uh, you know, uh, received from both critics and audiences who loved this TV show. Um, and I, I think a lot of people that have watched it all, not, not myself yet, but uh, were clamoring for more and were like, hell yeah. Um, and the kind of the news story here is that uh, Damon Lindelof, who was the creator of the show, basically said, 
I'm not interested in doing another season. Um, mm. He said that he told the story he wanted to tell in season one perfectly. That was it. I'm out. And um, HBO have kind of said two different things. They've basically said that they accept that and they um, want to honor his vision. But then also um, Damon did say that he would um, give his blessing to them if they wanted to continue it with different writers. And they've already talked about they've already evoked kind of true detective um and the mm. kind of anthology take on it so like let's bring in a new cast and a new director's uh, or i guess writer and director combos vision and then go from there um so it's another interesting one where you don't usually see this you know mm. what, what we said at the start with a tv show like this that obviously got great viewing figures and was greatly received you have like it's i'm kind of crazy that in this day and age he would even be able to get a contract that would allow that um because i have to imagine yeah, that in most shows if you if you make a hit show then they force you to make 10 seasons of it <laughs> like mm. the walking dead and every other show that goes on for too long hey man um, hey man they had a distinct vision for walking dead don't yeah, exactly. just because your show's getting cancelled bro <laughs> don't you start you it's start not getting cancelled <laughs> he's walking away on top apparently um but yeah like i don't know how to feel about it like i say obviously i'll i guess i'll have a better opinion on this obviously when i've finished the season right now i'm sad because i'm really enjoying it and there's a lot of stuff being thrown at me and i can't imagine they're gonna um perfectly explain yeah. all of it in he, a season he had one. he had an end date for lost and was unable to achieve that so yeah they had like five <laughs> years to plan for it Listen, they perfectly ended that show so um, i'm sure he did this in one season greatly all questions answered <laughs> <laughs> exactly um but yeah like both both these two stories were weird like they they definitely hurt because like i'm a big fan of both i think ultimately i would have wanted more mindhunter even though obviously like say i'm only a little bit into watchmen um that seemed like the more sure thing whereas watchmen is this more like interesting new thing but um how yeah. does walking dead survive like like mm -hmm. i know you joke there with it but like their viewing numbers that they were posting for the last season <laughs> and like there's just i don't know how it i don't know which well, is better than going. nothing though isn't it for those channels i guess where it's like I mean, yes it? they're getting i mean it must be right like that's the only reason why they keep making it I because know, this, there must be got, there must be shows that can produce more do you know what i mean like, yeah but the problem yeah, is they clearly risk, they can't yeah yeah there it's it's a case of right well, if but, you're gonna but put the drop show was in, substantial in the last season like the numbers were just not they were so insignificant like oh yeah true but like you yeah. say then they're gonna have to find a new creator and a new vision and a new story that people mm. are gonna latch on to and that's very hard to do in this day and age that's yeah. what makes this so interesting is that watchman comes out and clearly gets an audience that people loved and hey you know hbo are crazy with this sort of stuff because they very much do walk away from hit shows a lot um mm. so it, it's interesting to see kind of like the different perspective from these channels and again hbo they have half a dozen or more shows that are still hits um they don't need watchmen whereas amc i don't really know what else is on that channel mm, but true. <laughs> um obviously nosferatu so that'll be their big hit um Bang. but uh yeah next up is some uh, movie news which will interest you um ah, an movies. update on don't breathe um we've seen don't breathe bro movie we have yeah. we have seen it um would you like another one i mean yeah yeah sure yeah no nah, maybe <laughs> um so <laughs> this is interesting because i don't know if this was ever obviously confirmed we got the news last year just to recap because this this does start to get very murky that obviously we know fede alvarez is returning mm -hmm. to the genre thank mm -hmm. christ yeah, and yeah. is uh making a new horror film um yeah you know we talked about the synopsis and all that stuff but yeah it's like it's a new original film it's not a sequel or or set in the same world as don't a breathe new a new dead. original film starring freddy krueger <laughs> definitely not um but uh yes yeah, so we know that he's busy directorial wise um uh, but he I'm did mad. he did write uh the sequel so don't mm -hmm. breathe um and so kind of 25 percent back in um yeah so it's his co-writer of the original movie is going to be the director of the sequel yeah. um it's it'll be his directorial debut as well um but uh that's i think that's pretty much all we've got here so yes okay. Um, production is, is going to start in April, apparently. So I have to imagine this is probably a 2021 flick. Um, yeah. But Don't I, Breathe I, was a huge success. So this was this one made... I never understood. You know, like It Follows was like a crazy big movie that came out that everyone loved. That mm. even has more legs for a sequel, but was yeah. something I did not want more of. Like I, I loved it and thought it was fantastic. And I felt the exact same way about Don't Breathe. You know, I really yeah. don't feel like I need 
more of it and i don't really know where else they can go with the story you know mm. because which characters do you bring back if you bring back all of the characters that are surviving from don't breathe then you get a really weird uh, movie if you bring back only you know some of them like it's they've the only, whole they've only been mentioned in the blind man um, right yeah i feel like that's what they have to do yeah um and it, yeah it i don't know like i don't know whether it's necessary but we'll see yeah, like I'm, I'm totally there with you. Like, don't breathe is incredible, and so from that aspect, do we, do we want more of something that we absolutely adored potentially? Mm. But I agree with you that there's not, there's not too many movies that we've covered that I think are this like perfect little yeah. cohesive film that doesn't need to be touched. Um, even other stuff that we loved, I can see these small little threads of like even something wild like Get Out. Like, there's enough in that universe where I'm like, oh, let's see more of these characters or whatever. Whereas, yeah, with Don't Breathe, don't know, man, <laughs> that's a stretch. Oh, yeah, well, you, but... yeah, but like, we don't breathe. It's just, yeah, it was. I, I knew everything I needed to know about the blind man by the end of that movie. And the world I, was so simple. I didn't have any more questions about that world. No, just, like if they just our world. If <laughs> they try and step on, if they try and step on the story of the first, that's not the way to go. I don't think. Like, I don't need to care about more about the girl he's got in the basement or any of that stuff. I don't want to know more about those robbers or anything like that. Um, and again, like if you try and do that whole thing again, like someone's just breaking into his house again, like that doesn't interest me either. Um, I also don't want to see him actively going after people and, you know, there's not in his house. So no, I don't know, man. Like in terms of the writing, that's what is the most interesting to me because I because, can't remotely think of a premise. Well, the that thing I about that movie was he was not a fully fred psychopath. Mm. Yeah. He had someone tied up in his basement. <laughs> But do you know what I mean? Like he he had motivation behind that. That was just him randomly attacking and hunting people down. Yeah, that was a very personal thing. And then the people that invaded his house invaded his house. Do you know what I mean? So like, yeah. if he now does that to other people, that just kind of makes him a very different character to what he is in that first movie. And you know, he was still pretty sympathetic in that first movie. Yeah, um, like I say, you know, he's um, you know, so I just don't. I don't really, yeah, I don't know where they're going to go with it. Yeah, they did such a good job of making both the protagonist and the antagonist. You didn't really know which was which by yeah, the end of the, the movie. Yeah, the lines was, were very blurred. <laughs> there was so much grey area. And, um, yeah, like, where do you position him? Do, is he just, like, because he's such a fan favourite now, I guess, and people enjoyed the first he's movie, full, does he just become... Like, he's full he's going to I think be. he's a bad guy in the yeah. In yeah. See, that's an interesting one because obviously, when you're, he's going to be the only through line potentially mm. for a sequel. So then it's like you're kind of positioning the audience with him because he's the only part of the don't breathe universe that you understand. And I feel like that way. But what he's would the threat to be, the... be with him? Like, yeah, I, do, I don't know. Cause like you, I, I could see the, the easy he way wants, out. I guess, he is... wants like spilt coffee on jigsaw. Like <laughs> what, what would it be? <clears throat> uh, don't bring up store i've got some sore stories to tell later on um oh, <laughs> <laughs> so let's not let's not uh, dive into those shows to it man <laughs> <laughs> listen it's the year of saw haven't you heard um no I thought that's what we decided the official hype train no um, no I, anyway <laughs> i branded the hype train ghostbusters um, afterlife <laughs> christ um Right, let's quickly move on to the final story. Um, just a small little update, but the uh, the director's cut of Doctor Sleep is now available to stream. Um, so uh, again, this is, I guess, US when only. Can I buy it? Um, God knows. I, I imagine the Blu-ray will come out in the UK in about twenty thirty at this point. Okay. Um, Look forward to it. Come on, Arrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. When it's a retro release. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that it's out there in the world. I'm going to watch it at some point, and it'll be interesting to see. Because um, I have now finished the book as well, so that'll be my first time watching the movie post the book. Um, need to talk to you about that at some point. Yeah, we definitely do. Like, <laughs> I don't even know if I could do it on air anymore. Because, no. like, no, we've spoke about it to death. That, <laughs> I feel like I'm trapped in this infinite loop of me thinking and worrying about Doctor Sleep, um, <laughs> where like I equally love it. And so much and then also wish so much more from it like it's just it's crazy man um it's a hell of a film though like people should definitely check it out and it's a hell of a book as well um yeah. but yeah that's pretty much it for this week some pretty interesting stuff in there um but should we talk about this week's film let's do it let's talk about parasite
so yeah like a very very interesting movie to talk about mm. this week i don't even know where to start with this one um i don't even know man <laughs> obviously it's getting a lot of i don't even know recently. when it when it kind of got on my radar mm. like reasonably late i'd say i feel like you know it looped back around for me because i remember mm. this was very early on my radar ages ago and i couldn't remember why and then obviously it came out and it, and it was like you say a feature upcoming horror list. well no i'll tell you why because i did actually remember after post watching it um but yeah kind of it was on people's lists and then i was like okay and then it's obviously getting a lot of award recognition mm. and then it wasn't until i actually looked up the director and then i remembered why this was on my um... radar so long ago it was because it was the director of snowpiercer yeah um which is a movie that i absolutely loved and so yeah i think that was always kind of a case of like you know half an eye on what is this guy doing next sort of thing yeah. um but i never expected <clears throat> it to be <laughs> such a success as this movie has ended up being no um but uh yeah i guess do you, do you want to get into the synopsis now because i feel like we're gonna have to have a, a, a i want to like we're gonna have to have a genre conversation about this movie and i kind of want to get it up up close and like over and done with as soon as possible um okay well yeah i'll try to synopsize this i mean i guess yeah. we we follow a um unemployed family Mm. kind of um whereabouts do they live in do we do we have like a lockdown on their location oh Um, as in like in the country yeah no idea no but they're they're kind of in this basement level apartment that's kind of overlooking this really shabby street um and they're very you know they're very poor and kind of um unmotivated really and just just kind of stuck in their ways and kind of they get this opportunity for one of the that there's a son daughter mum dad that live in this basement apartment and Mm. um the son gets given an opportunity to tutor this rich family's daughter um english and he kind of um his friend kind of says to him like i've you know i was doing it but i've got to go away like you can blag it like they they will buy um whatever you tell them like you don't need to have like a big old degree and everything and like i'll recommend you and they 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 will just take my recommendation because that's what they're like so Mm. he kind of like kind of blags his way onto this tuition job and at this point the family um the poor family kind of hatched this plan to all of them to try to get somewhat employed by this rich family basically Mm. because they're you know this super rich family they have kind of a housekeeper a driver you know this tutor and all these different things and so they're like we could just like all get employed by this family and then um they kind of hatch ideas to try to make this happen and then kind of you know as this starts to unfold we then start to um they start to devise kind of other more sinister plans, so we sh- shall we say, hmm. um, as things unfold. But it's it's all about this family kind of trying to, you know, make ends meet and then kind of start to get more and more carried away with it, really. Yeah, that is the main dynamic of the movie is that we have mm-hmm. this poor family who we're kind of situated with right at the start, and mm-hmm. then that's very much juxtapositioned against this incredibly wealthy family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's kind of um, they also have a, a daughter and a son, don't they, as well? So it's very yes. much like these two families of four on either sides of the of the coin, so mm-hmm. to speak. And that's very much what the movie is about. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much the movie. I, yeah. Should, yeah. Should we? Should, I just want to mention about the whole the obviously the genre stuff. Let's do it. Um, so I feel like with this show, we obviously we probably cover, uh, I'd say, like three types of movies. We cover specifically just straight up horror movies. Um, yeah. That's like most of our stuff, obviously, um, and always will be. Then there's kind of the the second category, which is where it gets a little bit murky. The kind of what I've started calling horror adjacent titles. Um stuff that is maybe more drama focused or maybe more thriller focused sometimes it's also sci-fi focused or sci-fi yeah yeah. um that has elements of horror in it and that's obviously enough to put it on our radar and especially when it comes to those types of movies um they're traditionally movies that we don't know too much about um because obviously we try not to look up too much so we obviously don't want to know how much horror is in something because i Mm. would consider that slightly spoilery obviously there are certain movies on our radar like you know a quiet place we don't need to look up how much horror is in it we just know we're going to talk about it Mm. um whereas like new stuff like this it's like well i could look up you know how much is this really a horror movie but ultimately there's enough people talking about it in these circles so i think we should cover it um yeah and this is very much 
much in that circle um and then i should say that the kind of i guess the final category which is very small these days is just straight up not horror films <laughs> um i think we only had one of those last year which was once upon a time in hollywood um and yeah. they're very infrequent we kind of say up front like look this isn't a horror movie but it's something that we want to cover yeah. for these reasons <clears throat> Um, which category is Ghostbusters Afterlife going to be in? Um, barely scrapes into the final category if there's nothing else on that month. Um. <laughs> Maybe we're doing it. You want to get to 1,080 shows, like you need to get past that landmark first. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, just to like quickly end the whole genre conversation, because ultimately I do think this is an interesting movie that's worth talking about, but I think the genre stuff is, is going to get a bit in the way. Um, this isn't particularly horror. Um, if you're looking for like a new horror movie to watch, this is not something I'd recommend. Um, no. It's horror light, and it's very much at the end of a long movie. Um, this is slightly spoilery for people that don't want to know, but I would say about the first hour and 30 minutes of this, there is nothing that you'd consider it that would be in a horror movie. Mm. Um, again, that can go different ways, of course. Um, there are plenty of horror yeah. movies that don't have anything horror-related in them for a long time. But just to put that up there, if you kind of if you know nothing about this movie, which I should say that I guess a lot of people listening to this probably do know a lot about this movie at this point. Um, yeah. This is kind of like what we discussed with Shape of Water a few years ago. It's rare that we talk about a movie on this show that's getting such big kind of award recognition in the headlines right now. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff we see, no one's talking about, <laughs> like yeah. villains, for example. And and that's where we really need to explain to the audience what this movie is about, whereas I feel like most people probably know what Parasite is at this point. Um, I'll be honest, though, me going into this, I knew I do yeah. sweet F.A. Like right, it, was, cool. it was a fun ride going into it. Yeah. I, I saw the poster. Yeah. You know, and that was it. And that's all I know. That's about definitely the, the best way as well. Yeah. Like I definitely would say to know the little as possible. Because yeah. um, yeah, made it so not... much more fun. Because like even... even within my synopsis, yeah, as they started to try to get themselves employed, I was like, ah, oh. it weren't until like they they were hatching the plan and kind of enacting it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, I can see what they're doing here. And then like as things started to unfold, like I didn't know that going in, and it was fun to be yeah. taken on that ride yeah definitely i completely agree like i didn't know that was the setup i knew that it was kind of like factions with families i knew that kind of the main focus was going to be wealth but i didn't know in what capacity that would be played out Mm. um but the way they do it is really interesting obviously getting into the actual movie now Mm. um but yeah the whole that is a weird dynamic i think there is a slight leap of faith you have to take with the first introduction and kind of how the boy ends up Mm. enrolled in the family i think is you really have to just believe it don't you and just take it for what it is um because it's slightly preposterous (laughs) i mean i do kind of like it though because that guy it's weird that the guy doesn't like come back at some point because he fancies the daughter and he Mm. sees like this guy is like the most unthreatening guy ever because he's so unsuccessful so yeah, and he's not a college or anything he, like that. He equates, like, attraction to success. So he's like, I'm yeah. a college grad, and I'm now going to go off and do wonderful things, I think, in my life. Come back to her, and she'll love me. If yeah. I introduce her to another college grad, they're also, you know, smashing it in life, whereas this guy yeah. sucks. Like, that's that's what he thinks. So therefore, yeah. that's why he's gone taking that leap of faith and so um i really like that that makes perfect sense to me i think it's just a case of the fact that we're obviously introduced to this really struggling family and kind of one of the first interactions we see is um them like trying to bargain like one of the jobs they have is folding pizza boxes yeah and they kind of sucked as well They, they didn't seem that intelligent to begin with yeah, well, like they're because they're messing around, kind of. They're not doing it that well, but then they are. You see that they're hustlers because they very much yeah. trying to talk into the woman, like, oh, you know, you could do with, um, you you need some someone to help you. Like, I'll come around for an interview tomorrow. So straight away, you're like, okay, they're hustlers. <clears throat> yeah. But then the fact that he, the son, gets this perfect job offer offered to him on like a silver platter mm. is a little bit of a stretch for me. Um, yeah. but it was fine, like you're saying, it, it gets the movie going to where it needs to be. But then other yeah. other than that, I think it really does progress at like a really nice pace and everything does unfold like the way you'd want it to yeah um but uh yeah i guess i guess we're just in our thoughts now what, what did mm. you think about it sort of overall then the movie yeah i enjoyed i enjoyed this movie quite a bit i think um it was as you said it it's it was it you know the, the horror conversation is one part of it mm. um because it definitely was just more of a drama that i was enjoying seeing unfold um and it had it had kind of like the odd comedic element in it as well and kind of but the main thing really was just seeing like the, like you say this family of hustlers kind of um slowly embedding themselves within this rich family and seeing the way that they 
changed their the way they interacted like they sat up the dinner table in their basement and they're just like swearing and really um you know different dialogue the way they sit the daughter and son very much like that way and then they're kind of very prim and proper obviously when they're on their job and kind of mm. that dynamic was quite fun seeing that kind of duality of personality of of, of that family um so i kind of i've really enjoyed all of that and then kind of not getting into spoilers but they've kind of like when the family kind of gets to their first position where they want to be the movie kind of starts to take a bit of a different direction and when it first started go that way i was really i that's when i thought the horror was really going to kick in it kind mm. of felt very horror-y as in setup yeah. and i was like oh this is going to go nuts now and i was expecting it to go nuts and it, and it didn't um it, it had things you know uh, interesting things happen that I weren't expecting, but they never went in a horror direction. It still continued to be drama-ish and at points qu- quite comedic. There's a whole kind of, you know, montage or not montage, a whole kind of bit where um, there's kind of this race against clock with different characters and stuff. And it was, it was, it was entertaining and quite, quite funny in, mm. in a kind of very slapsticky, you know, almost somewhat violent sort of way. And like, it was, it kept, you know, it was entertaining, and the, you know, the movie kind of at that point kept going on like that for me, where I was like, I'm entertained, and it's kind of given me this drama which I'm still enjoying. But I, 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 there was that moment where it started to turn, and it felt like it was going to turn horror. I got really excited because I was quite into it, and it did take me out of it. And by the end, I enjoyed what they gave me, but you know it was much more of just seeing this drama unfold that was a fun enjoyable drama that that was mm. you know reason you know it was quite satisfying at the end of it and yeah i was like oh i, I felt like there was a horror movie there somewhere that we might have got but we didn't yeah. quite get it <laughs> yeah so yeah it was a weird one yeah like i i very much agree actually i think what you're saying is 100 percent true and it's it's a shame because we're not really in this situation that often and mm. um i think it's worth saying as well that this is obviously our personal preference being horror fans and so it, yeah. this is a case of kind of well and being a horror the, podcast you know? yeah but also discussing the kind of like what if scenario as opposed to what the actual movie was because i completely agree with you i think um the first hour, I was really enamored with the, the with the family. Um, the performances in general are incredible in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I like from the first scene when they're eating at the table. I a hundred percent believe this was like an actual family. Yeah, um, like the dynamics between all four of them were just spot on and perfect. Um, and, and that's so, hard in a subtitled yeah. movie to portray. Quite mm. often, the family structure feels wooden in subtitled movies when you're just reading it, reading text yeah. on screen. But it. But the localization of the subtitles and obviously the performances and the actual dialogue and everything kind of came together to make it very believable. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I loved that initially, the kind of just seeing that family dynamic where they really felt real. Um, seeing that initial apartment as well, um, I think it's described as like a mid-basement apartment. So mm. for people that haven't seen the movie, it's half above ground and half below ground. Um, <laughs> so kind of like outside of their window, they can literally see street level where like cars would be. Um, but yeah, then where they, they actually... see footsteps, you know, yeah, exactly. people's feet as opposed to their heads walking past so obviously you, you enter it from ground level but then you go downstairs to get mm. to it and so like immediately you kind of like your you can feel their backs are against the wall essentially for like yeah. the rest of the world where like they're all scrunched yeah. up no one can really stand <clears throat> i feel like i like that they picked quite a tall um actor for the father as well because mm. that poor guy just looks so uncomfortable at all times um <laughs> where he can never really stretch out um and so he just like, looked uncomfortable throughout the movie like yeah, when he's got I a suit him. on he just feels like he's hot and stuffy like he's so like clammy and uncomfortable in this movie yeah for sure he was so, he was like he really was the driving force for me i loved everyone but he was the main one that really kept me going um yeah. i think but, i like the uh, daughter the most because she yeah. had such a kind of sinister side to her she was almost like the brains like yeah. both parents thought they were the brains the son did not at oh all, she definitely but, but was, the daughter yeah. were, was the actual brains of the operation yeah because she's the one who like forges the documents early mm-hmm. on and yeah. she's very much the one who's like obviously well, she's the, the one that kind of spearheads the whole plan really because they yeah. were the original plan was just for him to get a job and then she's like shit we could all get in here like we could we can get all get like employed by this and then amp it up 
Yeah, which was interesting watching it because obviously I didn't know that that was going to be the case that they would all end up having jobs there. So when he Ooh. initially gets the job and then he has the opportunity, because it really is just an opportunity that kind of falls at his lap and he just has quick thinking to yeah. get his sister the job. I was like, okay, he's took a risk there because he he lies a lot and he's kind of like almost ruined the sure thing he had that was given to him from his friend to now get his sister involved. And I was like, okay, it's like a risk that he's going to take mm. to help his sister. But then like the second she sets up the ploy to get the father involved, that's when you kind of like okay they're all gonna do it and then you yeah. immediately know who the fourth member is gonna be because there's only one other job in the yeah. family and I, and I will say that part of the movie was the only bit that dragged for me because from the second the daughter sets up the dad getting the job to then the mother actually getting the job was like it took a little bit too long for me like you knew that she was gonna get that job the, the mom i quite um, i quite enjoyed all of that because um, well, it, definitely, it, was a fun, it definitely was portrayed in a it, cool way. It, it was a fun journey, and it and yeah. because it was almost like, um, you know, they set it up beforehand that like this maid is a tough nut to crack. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. the driver <laughs> is pretty replaceable. But, I was like, going to say, I was surprised. I was like, I, did you is, think, obviously, again, not knowing much, yeah. like, God, they're going to have to kill her? Because <laughs> that's what I, I was thinking. So. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. And especially, like, you know, when they go into the how they started to get rid of her, like yeah. how they actually got her out. I honestly thought they were going to take that too far. 100%, uh, yeah. <laughs> And that's what you yeah. said earlier on. I think there are so many parts There's of so this many movie avenues, yeah. Yeah, yeah. where you think they're going to go full horror. And again, Ooh. that's obviously not their intention, but us looking at it through our lens, we're obviously going to think that. Yeah. And so it is like a bit of a shame because you don't get as much horror as perhaps we'd have wanted, um, yeah. but it's still enjoyable. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely think, um, yeah, once they kind of then ingrated in the house and then you're like, right, okay, what's the next step? Like we've taken an hour to get here. It's very entertaining so mm. far. I've got to know this family inside and out and kind of the already the dynamics where they start off as pretty sympathetic. And then, like you say, they're already doing stuff that's very dodgy, yeah, very especially skinny. with the daughter. And they do come across like bad people. And, and especially where they're getting, you know, they're taking jobs from good people that have done nothing wrong. And so that's when you're kind well, of like, and, and obviously there's more dynamics here. Yeah, because they're going home and they're laughing about how yeah. much of kind of suckers these rich people are. Yeah, because they really have a disdain for, the, for yeah. the rich family as well. Yeah, and I just kind of feel like, you know, they've literally like, because you see them slowly, like at the start of the movie, they literally have nothing to eat. Mm. And then they're eating in like a cheap calf where it's like all you can eat. And then they're suddenly eating like somewhere nicer. Then they've got like takeaways and stuff like they're slowly yeah. in their world becoming more and more wealthy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like, but they're so ungrateful for that opportunity. Yeah. Like they, they want to just screw over the rich family more and more if they can yeah it's interesting they they never become like okay yeah. we've got a look because that was what my initial thought was when you start watching it and you realize that they all want a job because i'm like my mm. god you guys went from like nothing to wanting everything like you really mm. you know having the, the just your two kids having these really good wealthy mm. jobs would have been enough you really didn't have to um ex especially because they weren't taking jobs from anyone the two the two yeah. children yeah they just saw whereas, opportunities and took them like yeah that's, that's whereas, just that's just the workplace yeah exactly whereas the <laughs> second jobs in the real world the second that the the parents <clears throat> wanted to get involved and then it got really malicious was mm. when you suddenly be like wow there is more to this family but um yeah mm. once you then get to the point of them all kind of ingrated into this house that's when the movie really opens up and as a viewer i was like okay what is this movie actually going to be about um mm. i agree with you i expected the student to come back quite early on um and then be like wait why is your whole family working at this house <laughs> um which doesn't happen but that's one thing i was expecting and then i very much expected like the driver to come back because he's kind of like the first guy who gets screwed over right yeah. um you know for a job and then but then initially it's not that character it's someone else um and yeah that's very much when the movie takes this massive turn and to allude to what you were saying earlier where you really felt this sense of tension my god mm. like i nearly had to pause it because it was about an hour in and um this is slightly spoilery but we get to this moment when this character arrives and yeah. they start saying some really creepy stuff where you're like you're starting to learn stuff about the house that you didn't initially realize yeah. and, they're, and they're like kind of a little bit like beat up as well which yeah. was jarring like, like what yeah. happened to them to get them in that condition which is which made no sense for the movie like they were just a bit beat up yeah, like, like I felt, God, I felt such tension in these yeah. scenes. Like, I don't know whether it was because, yeah, you're reading subtitles anyway, but like I was holding my breath being like, yeah, what yeah. is going to be this crazy reveal? Mm. Um, and then you get there and it's good. I enjoyed the stuff, but like, I do think that it never, 
I thought there was going to be like some more it layers. It never takes to off. Yeah, yeah, it never takes off. Like it's just one thing, isn't it? It's you get that one big reveal, mm. and then it's like, how do we deal with this? And and it is a big thing, and it is the driving factor for the second mm. half of the movie. But I really thought that was going to be the catalyst that then ticked off like three or four other things in the world. Yeah, um, which it wasn't. And um, how it and how it. I think it was just that whole final act. Like when we final when we finally got to like okay the the event happened that triggered this into the final parts of the movie mm. then kind of things kicked off a bit more and we get into the final act it just felt like this this the family that was really smart to begin with is now in this situation where weird stuff has fallen like in front of them and they just seem to handle it really poorly mm. and for a family that's shown such good organization and been able to think on their feet and like outwit things yeah. they then just became so dumb yeah there was kind of one almost like um kind of scooby-doo scene where all the where like a load of characters fell over uh while they were like eavesdropping and like that really grated me because it was like it was almost like a catalyst for another moment to happen but it just felt like so like i i I don't know how that even happens like you're literally just trying to eavesdrop and you all fall over that's that (laughs) is literally a cartoon scene yeah like it just felt odd and obviously it was a big moment because it kind of kicked that scene off and it just felt ungenuine and i was kind of irked at the start of that scene and then didn't enjoy the rest of it and kind of from that point on the family just were kind of a bit witless Mm. um and yeah and that's why it kind of fell off a bit for me like i said i still enjoyed it but i just kind of you know and and then by the final act we do get like some you know pretty kind of horrific things go on as well you know because i think like we downplayed the genre discussion because Mm. 90 percent of this movie isn't but you know when you talk about some of these other slow burn movies like the final parts of this movie are quite violent and yeah, it's you probably know, got some, more some actual horror happen. than some other stuff yeah. we've seen. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I think it, I think it is part of that horror discussion for mm. that. It's just that, you know, it really then, it's just one of these things that you know, like I say, that genre discussion. When you're like, oh, well, if you watch a drama that has a really horrific scene in, does that make it a horror movie? Yeah. Or if you watch a horror movie that doesn't have a lot of violence in it, mm. like, does violent equate? Does violence equate to horror? I'm like, yeah. no. But then, like, when <laughs> these sorts of horrific things happen like it's it's a really diluted weird i think that was my biggest takeaway was that <clears throat> yes this had a lot of violence in it ex- mm. particularly at the end but my overall thoughts were he wasn't trying to make a horror movie I yeah think that, and that's how well, i land as well in yeah you know, if i'm being honest when you mentioned the comedy moments especially mm. that moment when they all kind of fall over like a klutz i think that is what the director was going for and i think that's one of the kind of when you see this movie bandied about it is being described more as a black comedy drama than mm. anything else and i do think that is the way i would describe it more than anything else because he is trying to make you laugh and that stuff is difficult with a subtitled movie um i did laugh at quite a few bits but then i agree with you that um it was in those moments when he he as a director chose to go for comedy i personally wish he had went more horror and and kept that tension because that middle moment when you don't know where this movie's gonna go and there's this reveal my god it could have went so horror so dark and and it just it decided to not it, it, it really went light after that i thought it, it really did but and but that scene the way that was shot and the way it was filmed and scripted, yeah. it was really horror oh god like, i was really holding my breath when, that, when that character turned up i really thought i mean literally i mean it kind of begins with like someone arriving at the doorstep and yeah. before we even knew who that character was like yeah. the setting and everything else i honestly thought we were going to get like a backwards home invasion movie yeah because like, it's that's a night with the yeah. storm and like, you just hear that doorbell and you yeah. immediately go oh and fuck. i was like <laughs> oh my god this is going to be like a mistaken home invasion movie mm. turned on its head and then like other people are going to turn up and i was like this is going to be nuts and then yeah. like it, it and like you say it's not I don't like having that conversation of what if, but this movie did that a lot to me where my brain kind of took off while I was watching it. And then suddenly I got took back to the film. I was like, Oh no, they've not gone there. And like, that doesn't, it doesn't always happen. Like I think I've said about it quite often that I quite like to switch off and just let the movie take me on its own ride. Like I'm not one of these people that watch like an M night film and like, Oh, I guess the twist. I'm like, no, I just want to enjoy the experience and go along for the ride. If I'm on a roller coaster, I'm not looking at the next drop. I'm enjoying the drop I'm currently on. Like, mm. and that's how I feel with a horror movie. But yeah, this, you know, it, it, this one did send me on tangents, which, you know, it doesn't always happen. 
Yeah, it was like it was like an interesting one for me because yeah, I I still thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Mm. It was it was really uh, entertaining. I'm really glad I've finally seen it after all this yeah, waiting. And I and I do think it lived up to those expectations as well. Um, the ending itself, obviously, we're not going to talk spoilers right now. Was again a little bit of a stretch for me. Um, mm. I was expecting it to be a little bit more satisfying than it was. I kind of I've it it was the only time in the movie where I felt like his message got the best of him um mm. as a director because i feel like it was a clear message that he was trying to portray regarding wealth in that finale mm. and the way it actually worked out story-wise didn't suit well with me i don't know how you felt about those final moments obviously it's difficult without talking about it specifically yeah um but kind of like where our our, our lead characters end up and kind of like there's it was there's almost like a cliffhanger ending isn't there was like right i'm gonna do <laughs> this and it may take a while, yeah. but this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, I mean, I'd kind of be down for a sequel to see how that pans out. Yeah. Um, like Apparently um, they're doing a HBO miniseries based upon this movie, which I have really? no idea how that works. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> um, yeah, it's one of the... By the end of it, when all the pieces were in play, I agree with the comments you've made that they have gone, like, message over you know, other things, but, but it wasn't completely to the detriment of the story. Like mm. I was still reasonably satisfied what was going on. And it kind of like, you know, it, you know, I, I left this movie, pre, you know, feeling pretty good, Yeah, which is, you know, what I, you know, from an ending, when you get an ending of a movie, you know, we spoke a lot about endings of movies. Like when, a, mm. when a movie gives you a sour taste, it's really unpleasant. Yeah. When a movie, when a bad movie gives you a phenomenal ending, you can all be buzzing about a bad movie. And like this is a really good movie that has like a good ending. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I agree with you. It's probably not worth mentioning because it's Mm. it's worth mentioning if they're either really, really good or really, really bad. It's not remotely one of those spectrums, is it? No, exactly. Okay, it was was satisfying. Like it was satisfying, and and overall, like this was just a satisfying, enjoyable watch. Yeah, and especially yeah, for me, this exceeded my expectations Mm. because. you know, hearing this and seeing the runtime and yeah. a few other things. I was like, it's a long boy. subtitled drama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wow, we're watching this for our horror podcast. Okay. <laughs> and then, but yeah, like I was, I was interested throughout and like, um, I, I kind of begrudgingly had to watch this in two sittings and I wish I didn't have to, mm. you know? And like, I think, um, whereas normally I, I, you know, I tend to split these things up if I can, like, and so I think, um, I think it just goes to show that this movie definitely kept me engaged and, and I can see why it's high on a lot of people's lists. Yeah, for sure. Um, it was really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, didn't obviously not going into spoilers, but I loved the horror stuff later on. Like it's, mm. it, it, um, it evoked some other films that we've seen recently. I don't really want to say too much, but kind of like no. the way it was shot, let's just say is not how you see a lot of violence shot these days. Um, no. And so I liked that because it was very shocking to me as a viewer and especially with, mm what had preceded it kind of a lot more comedy aspects even in like the violence that you'd mentioned where there's maybe it's characters fighting it. yeah exactly there's there's oh. characters fighting and it may be very tense in what they're fighting for but like the way it's actually portrayed on screen is a little bit silly yeah they'll um, like hit each other in the head with an empty box of pizza by mistake and stuff you know just like yeah. dumb things and it's just kind of like it, it, it makes whereas it it's not violent. like that in the finale it's no. very brutal um and it's pretty pretty shocking to me actually even thinking about it now where i'm like mike like there's two moments in particular yeah. um where i was like fucking hell like, i can't believe they just showed that like and that's um, why that's why i wanted to bring that up because mm. that alone is kind of you know why it's got the you know horror eyes mm. on it because yeah. you know you can you can watch like i say some of these um slow burns and stuff that doesn't have nearly that much of a horror payoff at the end of yeah. it it's just that this movie you know this is more of a drama that just kind of goes batshit at the end <laughs> yeah we've seen movies at fright fest that have less horror or less yeah. violence than this yeah. movie for sure yeah um so if, if you know like you say from that from that perspective absolutely i think horror horror audience will like mm. that aspect of it um but yeah i don't really know if we have much more to say on this movie um no and i don't really feel the need to go into spoilers like i'd yeah. like to talk about it more but i just feel like because this movie is kind of you know release mess and kind of got a lot of buzz and eyes on it i think people you know for me recommendation wise i think it's worth a watch yeah like i think you've got to be you know especially with everything we've said like if you want to go see a balls to the wall horror movie don't go see this but if you are 
a little bit more genre neutral and do just enjoy, you know, good films and that sort of mm. thing. Yeah, this is a really fun drama, quirky idea, good execution, and you get a bit of horror thrown in at the end. And yeah, I, I had a good time. Yeah, I completely echo all of that. And I think that it is, it's something different. Like, I wouldn't mm. want to watch this every week for no. sure. Um, and, but like, as something different, um, like, especially to kick off the year, like, I'm like, wow, this is really cool. It's interesting, it's fresh. And, um also it's really cool to see this on the award circuit doing well mm. because i don't think this is traditionally what would do well um for so many reasons that we've said you know where it is yeah. this kind of interesting drama that has like all this violence in it but then also is portraying a lot of comedy and so it's like regardless of that it's there's a lot of genre on display here um mm. and I'm, I'm really happy this movie's doing well um, yeah i'm surprised that it's got yeah. that level of buzz like the buzz the oscar buzz and that kind of put me off because i was like oh my god it's gonna be so self-indulgent and it's really yeah. not like yeah so i mean I that's crazy obviously this is to like just to end this conversation now as a slight tangent but like this year in general the award circuit films that they have been um mm. you know given praise to has been insane it's yeah. been a lot of big crowd-pleasing movies obviously joker is winning a lot 1917 is winning a lot once upon a time in hollywood is winning a lot like these are big crowd-pleasing movies these mm. aren't your traditional oscar bait dramas that no one goes to see um and so i think that is an interesting thing that even though genre like horror movies like we know that yeah. us and midsummer aren't getting the credit they deserve no. of course um but it's great to see them actually give big bombastic movies like yeah. joker for christ's sake that made a billion dollars <clears throat> worldwide Anthony hopkins um, is like god damn it i wanted to try <laughs> to be a pope and get myself another oscar and then like what happens <laughs> yeah i'm sorry anthony but like joaquin yeah. man he's been he's been cleaning <laughs> up so far and i'm i'm wishing him all the luck for the oscars because yeah. my god does that man deserve it hell um, yeah but yeah, that was our discussion of Parasite. We will take a short break and we will be right back. So yeah, that's pretty much it for this week. Um, have you have you been watching anything lately that you want to discuss? I saw a couple of cool things. Yeah. One one horror, one non-horror. Go for it. Uh, the um, continuing the non-horror conversation first and Oscar mm. movies, I just have to throw in there that I saw 1917. Nice. And my God, it's incredible. <laughs> and I think like talking of things that are like non-genre that you should go see, like if mm. you've got any interest in like other non-horror movies, like you've got to go see this movie. It's yeah. it's just such a different kettle of fish than things you see. The way it's shot, the way it portrays something. I'm fascinated with the two world wars and like the history behind them and the way, you know, they're so different and horrific in their own ways. And like I've not you know, World War Two has had a lot of kind of screen time for films, you know. Um and the first world war is kinda much more of a difficult war to portray yeah. because it was just so it's much less, more of a brutal. Yeah, it? it's less glossy. You know, it's less glossy. There's not these mm. tanks and you know running up a beach. It's like no, we just sat in a trench for like two years and just <laughs> dug, and then we all just kind of ran out and got obliterated. And it's like that, um, you know, that desolation and that kind of um, uh, portrayal of just like the waste of human life and that. It's it's a difficult watch, you know, but it's. Yeah, I, I was fascinated by it. I absolutely loved it. And so, like, it's not often that I'll talk about a non-horror movie, but, like, it really stuck with me and resonated with me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Obviously I really it's think a, it's worth a watch. a different war to um, Dunkirk, but is it, mm. is it, would you say there's any similarities in the movies between those two? Um, no, not massively, because <sighs> Dunkirk was a weird one with me because it didn't, you know, it, it weirdly did not overly resonate with me because... Mm it felt like a movie and like this feels more like a story in world war one. Do you know what I mean? Like there was, right. I don't know. I just felt like there was this element of gloss and, and just like, it's probably I, because the man behind the camera is like the best cinematic director yeah. of our times. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So whereas this seems more like they're trying to, cause obviously I've not seen the, the movie, shot, but I know that yeah. there's a lot of long takes. So it's almost like well, they're trying to portray that documentary style. Yeah. This is very documentarian where it is, it's almost shot like one take. I mm. mean, it's, you know, it's clearly got takes in it, but you can't see them. There, there were probably three moments in the film that kind of, you had a black kind of cut yeah. and it made sense for the story beats. And other than that, it was one take like it was it was seamless for me to see um 
and yeah, that just kind of makes it so raw and there's no way to get out of it. And you go on that journey with the characters. And yeah, I, I loved it. So for me, like it was, it was very different to Dunkirk, which was more of just this fun cinematic experience. Like this movie doesn't go full documentary. Like obviously there's music and, you know, these sorts of things in it, but it just, I don't know. And, and, and especially like I say, because it's focusing on the different, the different war, it just fascinated me because I, I hadn't seen the first world war captured in this sort of way in like yeah. this kind of big theatrical release. Hmm. Um, and also it was weird because there's a lot of big actors in this that yeah. kind of pop up and that should have been distracting. And it, to be honest, it was a bit distracting at times. <laughs> I heard but, recently one that I didn't know who was in it that I saw and I was like, wow, that's weird that he's in it. <laughs> I mean, there was one that distracted me. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, and it was kind of, you know, I could have done without them. Um, but I felt the same with they, Tom Hardy and Dunkirk. I was like, yeah, that's Tom Hardy. <laughs> exactly. It was like that. And it was just kind of like, because they were, they were all reasonably small cameos mm. it was just kind of like a fun moment and then you got back into the the real grittiness of it but it did take you out but yeah it was it was fantastic and i just think it is it's worth watching mm. um you know and I, I hope it i hope it continues to get the recognition it is um but yeah and and horror wise i've i've watched the first two episodes there's only three but i've watched the first two episodes of dracula oh yeah um, was, i've been meaning to start yeah it. the kind of bbc uh three-part anthology um yeah for international people it's coming yeah. to netflix i believe uh, um, yeah i think i don't know whether it's on netflix now yeah, or not but yeah, yeah it was it was on our kind of terrestrial bbc like yeah. my god <laughs> i don't think we've ever spoke about a bbc show on this but yeah potentially not yeah it it's was... one of the creators of sherlock isn't it so it's that same format mm, yeah and i've i've enjoyed it it's long it's yeah. too long um, each episode's an hour and a half. So you're yeah. effectively just watching three movies. I could have done with this being an eight part mini series as opposed to three movies. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like I just it it's not very digestible. Is there natural um, points where you could stop and be like, I'm gonna take a break? Or is it I kind mean, of like is each one like essentially one big story? It kind of is. And yeah. it's like the first story then kind of you know, the first episode is its own story and then you get characters that kind of carry on obviously dracula being one of them into the second story but there's very different setting and themes i wonder what thematically the third you know story will be um it i've i enjoyed it somewhat i'd say like it's it's okay do you know Mm. what i mean like it has moments um for me like i kind of like my vampires to be a bit more kind of showy and just get to it, get to the meat of the action. I don't really like these long drawn out vampire things, which is more what this is. Yeah. It's a lot of him being Count Dracula as opposed to a vampire attacking mm. people. And like, it's, it's interesting and it, yeah, it has its moments. Um, but I definitely am kind of more persevering with it and kind of out of curiosity more than like, Oh my God, this is banging. So, yeah, it's kind of like it's a, yeah, middle of the road one for me, which is a bit disappointing. I I kind of had higher expectations going in. Yeah, like that's kind of how I felt just looking at it from a glance where when I first Mm. saw it, I I was like, okay, this looks all right. And then obviously hearing a lot of buzz from people, I was like, I guess I'll have to give it a go. But, yeah, Mm. I agree with you that it's not exactly my sort of thing and also that that format which obviously they started with sherlock is so bizarre and Mm. i almost don't even know why they started it where i think season one of sherlock they nailed that format so well and then pretty much every season after that it was like i was reluctantly watching it because i really liked the characters and the stories but the format sucked um and especially the last season Uh, i was like these stories do not need to be an hour and a half long anymore um these should easily be 40 minutes long and then they've obviously like doubled the runtime essentially um so yeah like that is a struggle for me like an hour and a half an episode oof, that is a lot. it is a um, struggle like i'm i was probably watching him in like eight parts yeah like, i i was making it more digestible than what anyone would ever want it to be just because i was like <laughs> oh my god got an hour and a half and like, i just need to chip away at this like whenever yeah. i've got a few minutes <laughs> 
Yeah, it's so it, weird, isn't it? Because like I'm watching Watchmen and they're like 50 minutes and they just fly past. Like I'm not mm. even thinking about the runtime. And I'm like, right, I need to get another one on the yeah. go. Yeah, I mean, um, we we say that you know about a lot of these things. You know, we've just we've just talked about a two hour subtitled movie that yeah. we barely mentioned the runtime in our entire discussion. Yeah, because it wasn't because, relevant. <laughs> yeah, you know, runtime is only relevant when you're bored. Like, yeah, and then and then you can give something that's like somewhat interesting a pass if it's short like but if it's long and boring then you're in real trouble and yeah, yeah that that is almost you know where dracula does sit mm. so yeah fair enough um yeah. is that kind of fun times <laughs> yeah <man. laughs> um yeah no I've, i haven't really been watching too much actually i've been playing a lot of games lately catching yeah, up on too. those um beat that resident evil 3 again which was very Hell exciting yeah always a fun time like it's crazy actually because I, I think we said on the show before where it's like man those games are so hard to go back to and maybe mm-hmm. it is just because i have such a, a memory and love they, for those it games like, are harder asking i know but i loved it like i was genuinely like this place like amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, like, I mean sick. you know i love resident evil more than almost anyone <laughs> but yeah you know they, they're, they're not <laughs> i'm so glad they're being put to into time and a place that makes them fantastic Nah, it's perfect, mate. They should have never touched it. Um, <laughs> and, you can uh, play, and you can play it on the PSP, so... <laughs> and the Vita. Yeah, exactly. Um, what's that? But anyway. Um, no, pretty much the end is this week before we talk about some upcoming release dates. I did I did tease Saw earlier. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. This I'm isn't really even that... Got off this this isn't even that interesting. I just thought it was funny, <laughs> and I thought it would be a nice little insight into how much of a psychopath I am. Um, how many so obviously, Master movies did you watch? So... Uh, when we talked about a quiet place recently and obviously mm. we were like the trailer hasn't come out and we kind of like spoke that on air to speak, speak it into existence, which ended up mm. happening. Um, yeah. I think I was thinking about this last week when we didn't talk about it, how we're four months away from sort <laughs> and not only is there not a trailer, but the thing that I can't wrap my head around is that we don't even have a title for this movie. Um, and I think I was thinking about that so much that I had a dream of the title of this next sort film. Nice and i had to are we, check are we now talking about your dreams on the podcast <laughs> yeah exactly that's the it's a new low that's right. why i said to quickly uh just to see how much of a psycho i am but i'm dreaming run. about the title of an upcoming 2019 was good right <laughs> <laughs> but i literally had to check it the next day because you know when you have one of those weird dreams when yeah. you're like wait did that actually happen um and yeah just i think what was also on my mind was how terrible the halloween titles were yeah so i think well, what my brain did was let's bet on the uh <laughs> sword titles i'll hear what you've got and i'll spitball something well can you think of anything worse than this title i think is okay. what my my question is because what my brain in my dream came up with was saw returns mm. And I think I genuinely, it must have been because of Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends, where I was like, what would be the absolute worst title for a Saw movie? See, um, um, and I came up with that. I, I had, I've just had a vision <laughs> instead of, instead of a dream, I've had it's a, a daydream. <laughs> um, so, you know, like the Saw movies kind of like, likes to open with a set piece. Mm-hmm. You know how like Final Destination movies obviously did that back in the day. Yeah, this movie is going to be called Saw: The Last Ride, and the opening of the movie is a saw trap set on a roller coaster. Set on the saw roller coaster. Sure. Yeah, because because at mean, this the point, Jigsaw's, right yeah, Jigsaw's become a theme park in right. the Saw world as well. Like he's become a UK meme based he's saw become, movie. Sure. Um, he's become he's become almost you know like a stab in the screen yeah. franchise. So, yeah, Saw: The Last Ride. Um, that way we get Chris Rock with a British accent as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> so that's that's my guess. I don't know which one's worse. Let us know. Comments. Um, yeah. <laughs> tweet yeah. us. <laughs> They're both pretty horrific. Um, <laughs> yeah, I genuinely don't know which one of those I hate more because the last <laughs> the last ride. I mean, yes. we already have one called The Last Chapter, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Saw 3D, The Last Chapter. Is that right? Sure. Um, like, I never yeah. want to even think about that movie, mm. but... Um, yeah, having another movie, yeah, another Saw movie with the word last in it, that would mm. be the worst. <laughs> I think I've done it. I think I did it. Saw like Returns get, is just so cheesy and they shy. Could get, um, they could get The Undertaker to do some promos for it. Like, oh, it, it, it would be fantastic. That's a hell of a deep cut. Yeah. Um, but yeah, moving on from Saw, because we could talk about it forever. Um, I don't want to. I mean, so I movie... want to move on. I don't want to keep talking about it ever again. <laughs> just, just to be clear. <laughs> 
um some movies that are coming out very recently or very soon i should say um obviously yeah some of these we got shafted with and some of them we haven't so just to kind of clarify for the for the podcast going forward these are the uk dates to my knowledge at this point <laughs> um, not the mike bullshit dates no um, i actually did a I little like bit those. of research and read at least one website that said these release hey, dates um, hey, i saw if i had a date i saw it somewhere <laughs> these may or may not have been on imdb.com um but yeah when you so... when you see next week we've seen the trailer for saw the last ride you know that my brain has insight <laughs> i'm gonna be sick if that actually comes true um but uh yeah so on the 24th of january we actually have two cinema releases for horror films um but again god knows who i dare that was especially because the grudge already came out in other territories oh. weeks ago so brilliant i think that's sony as well so props to sony pictures congratulations guys um the the kind of 40 quid that you were going to make anyway has just been halved um but yeah the grudge and the turning are both out on the same day in the uk um, yeah we're obviously just such an insignificant horror market like yeah. we just we just have to and, and market in general by the sounds of things with disney like we just gotta accept that like <laughs> yeah it sucks but uh yeah we'll get these movies eventually um but yeah so we're getting both those in the in the cinema so we've actually it's gonna be our first cinema trip uh in 2020 oh yeah um and so yeah we'll be discussing those over the next couple of weeks and then two weeks after that is underwater on the 7th of feb um so I only put that on there as a joke like <laughs> that looks cool i'm done <laughs> um and yeah th- i think that just came out in other territories um so Probably. we're getting that a little bit later and then the one kind of sandwiched in the middle which this one is definitely not uk um this is only listed as us right now is the gretel and hansel movie um which is listed everywhere as the 30th of jan um mm. but i can't find anything about it in the uk so we'll probably get it in like march or something um yeah. <clears throat> but those other three that we've uh just we'll mentioned, get it the same week as quiet place yeah probably um so we won't be seeing that movie um but no those other three seems like are definitely coming out in the uk so mm. that those will probably be our next three movies which will all be in the cinema which is pretty cool any hype um, levels for those movies um underwater looks interesting mm. um again don't know too much about the turn and we obviously discussed that and in the grudge like i feel like i don't know i don't know what about you <laughs> I, got, I got me some i got me some grudge hype yeah yeah i'm hyped to actually see a new horror movie at the cinema this year yeah well i think that's why like i think it's mm. a good good place for it to come out and like it was very similar to like when rings came out which does yeah. terrify me a bit because that was like a perfect time slot for that movie to come out i was so ready for that movie and it yeah. just sucked and so i feel like you know the grudge is like the the lesser of those two franchises but i still have some hype for it so i mm. you know it could you know it could be watchable yeah it could be who knows um we shall see very very soon um but yeah that was episode 180 where we talked about parasite Uh, thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone